Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 157 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I am Seth. And I'm Matt. Yes, we are joined this week by our publisher, Matt. Carly is not able to join us this week. But as always, we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. Matt, catch us up. You have had a busy week. You were out there in California for the D23 Expo. And uh, I know you had a a pretty amazing experience that you can only say so much about uh, (laughs) while you were out there. Yeah, we were uh, lucky to be invited as one of a few uh, media outlets to uh, co-have lunch at Disneyland at Royal to 21 Royal, which is exclusive enough. And then uh, Bob uh, Bob uh, Chapek came in and spoke with us. Um, what he said was off the record. Didn't really need to be. Didn't say anything really controversial. Right. Just kind of talked about you know what things that were going on and his side of things, I guess. Um, and then he took us on a uh, behind-the-scenes tour of Runaway Railway, which is under construction there. And uh, the queue there is totally different than the one we have in Orlando. And it, it looks really, really cool. interactive. Really, really like, well done. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, photo ops and there's uh, things happening with different things in the queue. And it's set up by decades. So you'll go through, like, the early years of Mickey Mouse and then the later years up, mm-hmm. to, the, up to now with the Mickey shorts and how he looks now. And but, uh, can can you confirm if the actual ride itself has any additional scenes or, or changed scenery? It has um, some changes, but nothing major, like nothing okay. like a whole new scene that we don't have. Interesting. Uh, okay. The changes are more like one scene. This is over here instead of over here. Um, right. There's a hallway, extra hallway that you go through. It's, I guess you could call that a scene. All right. It's really just a transition thing. Um, and they said more, the reason they did, they changed anything in the ride was just because of space and what they had to work with. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's, that is exciting. Um, I, uh, I didn't have quite that exciting a week, uh, but I did get to meet someone, uh, famous connected to Disney. Um, I got to, uh, meet Abigail Disney, who is the granddaughter of Roy Disney, um, who was Walt's brother. And, and her comments were not off the record. <laughs> no, she uh, she commented a lot, uh, very much on the record, because uh, I got to host uh, a uh, talk back, a Q&A session with her after the premiere of her documentary, which is called uh, The American Dream and Other Fairy Tales. Uh, it had its world premiere here at the Enzian in Orlando this weekend. Uh, it's uh, going to Anaheim uh, right now. I think she's out uh, premiering it in Anaheim and then it's going to be at Sundance. Uh, and as of next week, you can watch it. Uh, you can rent it on Amazon prime and uh, other services, uh, not J- Disney plus. You will not find it on Disney plus. How is it? It is, it is a very good documentary. It is hard to watch because uh, if you're a fan of going to the Disney parks um, to see in such stark detail, uh, how tough the people who actually make the parks run have it. it it's really hard to watch like you know all of this stuff you've probably heard all this stuff but to see you know it made very personal um i got they brought one of the 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 employees who was featured in the film uh to orlando uh for the q a uh 
uh, and meeting her, you know, in person after seeing the documentary of what she's been through, um, you know, it's really emotional. Um, and it's, you know, it makes it tough to, uh, you know, pay for that annual pass and give all that money to Disney, um, you know, knowing uh, what has, happens to a lot of the people who work there. Um, so, yeah, it was it, it, I, I highly encourage anyone who gives a lot of their income to Disney to go ahead and watch this documentary. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so on that happy note, I think without any further ado, it is time for us to jump into all of the news in the queue. Okay, this week's first bit of news is sad for fans of the cult favorite Disney Kite Tales show uh, because the Big Balloon show at Animal Kingdom is going away forever as of September 30th. That will be its last performance. Uh, Matt, <laughs> were you a big fan of Kite Tales? No, I wouldn't say a big fan. I enjoyed watching it when I did sit down to watch it. Um, it's not the same as it was now, mm -hmm. even, because they switched it to just flying the kites around. It's not really a set show. Yeah. Um, and this is from the final nail in the coffin, I guess. Um, so they didn't They didn't even announce this, really. It was just somebody <sighs> saw it on their website. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it kind of slipped it in under the website. radar. Yeah. Um, so in case you weren't familiar... So it was introduced last October. It was part of the Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary celebration. Uh, it's a daytime show that takes place in uh, a kind of lagoon that was built for the Rivers of Light show that also got canceled, never really got going. Uh, it was a daytime show with giant animal balloons based on the Lion King and the Jungle Book being towed around by um, jet skis and you know little motorized uh, watercraft. Um, and kind of the thing that caught social media's attention was that uh, in order to park these giant balloons, they basically had to crash the animals headfirst uh, into the sides of the stadium. Um, it was, you know, intentional, but did not necessarily look really good on TikTok videos. <laughs> um, and you're right. It, you know, it started out as a full show with people in the aisles and puppets and stuff. And well, it got, got canceled a lot for wind. I can I can remember like the first five or six times I went to see it, it, it got canceled because of weather. Um, and then it just got cut down to a little thing with a couple of things being pulled around in circles. And now it's dead altogether. So yeah, there was two 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 different versions of it. There's mm -hmm. Lion King and Lion King. Book. Yeah, and, and they would they would rotate. Uh, and I never got to see the full version of both of them. So. Oh wow. Well, yeah, we have uh, video it, of it. So, it, yes, I was just going to say uh, it lives on our YouTube channel, uh, so you can relive the show at its its weird peak. Um, I gotta say, I am friends with uh, some folks who uh, are, uh, you know, have worked on the show, uh, Kite Man Productions, who also worked on the uh, Epcot Forever show that was, uh, you know, the temporary replacement for uh illuminations um they they also had jet skis and kites and that um and so i i think they're hoping to get together a bunch of the folks who worked on this show uh to see 
one of the last performances. So I'm hoping mm. I can go and, and, and maybe talk to him about it. Yeah. But uh, that, that day is coming soon, September 30th. Get your park pass reservation now if you want to uh, see that. Uh, we got some uh, <laughs> folks in the comments, Brian Sager chiming in. Uh, he's pouring one out for Kite Tales. Um, uh, yeah, the next Rivers of Light, uh, exactly. And um, he does point out, we really do, do need a good lagoon show uh, in Animal Kingdom, whether that's like a world of color with, with fountains. I know we can't do pyrotechnics because of the animals, but uh, that park needs something. Yeah, they're trying. Uh, yep. Hopefully they'll get it right one of these times. One of these days. One of these days. All right. Uh, moving on. This is something you got to see in uh, D23, and now everyone can see it. Uh, Walt Disney's personal airplane is going on long-term display at the Palm Springs Air Museum uh, starting on Walt Disney's birthday, December 5th, uh, 2022. Yep, it, um, they had it in, a, in the arena area. Instead of using the arena for shows this time, they just had that plane set up in, in the mm -hmm. arena there. You can see it. Um, you couldn't go inside of it. The windows were kind of blacked out. Mm -hmm. um, I think the the smell inside would not be something you'd want to experience. I, I, I have been told that the interior of the plane became a home for all sorts of critters <laughs> yeah. uh, when it was in long term storage. And yeah, it it looks nice on the outside, but I wouldn't want to go in it. Yeah, I don't think every did the inside. They just kind of yeah. um, now they have like you see there. Uh, if you're watching our video version, mm -hmm. they did have uh, like a chair from the plane uh, set up on display, or mm -hmm. or look alike chair and some other artifacts, which will go along with it when it opens to the at the museum as well. Yeah, and uh, so this is going to the Palm Springs Air Museum. Uh, if you don't know, Palm Springs is just. Uh, depending on traffic between about an hour and about five hours east of um, of uh, Anaheim. Uh, but it's where Walt uh, had a vacation home at Smoke Tree Ranch. Uh, and it's a great little uh, day trip. Uh, if you're you know doing a Disneyland vacation, and you need to get away from the Disneyland resort. Um, it's a great little day trip. Um, there's all sorts of Disney adjacent stuff. There's um, a cactus nursery where they got all of the cactuses that live in Frontierland. Shag, who's the Disney artist, has a gallery there. Um, and now you'll be able to see Walt's personal plane, uh, which really, you know, has a long history. You know, it's part of the development of the uh, uh, World's Fair attractions and the uh, purchase of the land for Walt Disney World. Um, so you're going to be able to see this. Uh, the museum's open daily from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, and you can find more information about it at the Palm Springs Air Museum .org. And if you head to our website, we have a lot of little facts about the plane, mm -hmm. you know, who uh, celebrities that wrote in it, what you know, what what things that Walt saw uh, while he was writing in it and things like that, too. So, yep. Uh, and uh of course, our YouTube channel has a great video from the D23 Expo uh, looking at that display. And now we are moving all the way out to the Shanghai Disney Resort, where they are celebrating a fall full of festivals, uh, starting with Duffy Month, then a Lena Bell anniversary, and a Disney villains-filled Halloween um, full swing from September 1st 
uh, running all the way through November. Yeah, and uh, those two things are far from each other. Villains <laughs> Duffy, but that's uh, what I want. No, I want to see Duffy, like Duffy trying to survive. Zombie uh, Duffy. <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, Duffy being chased down Main Street by, <laughs> by uh, Chainsaw Gang. That's that's what I want to see. But no, uh, Duffy <laughs> Duffy Month will have special foods, and of course, all the characters out to see. Um, they're gonna have miniature sets on out for you to pose your favorite uh, Duffy doll with. That's a big thing over in Asia. Is uh, mm-hmm. they bring their dolls to the parks and pose them up in different ways. It was so interesting. Uh, just a side note, when I was at uh, Tokyo, people would set their their doll, their Duffy dolls up um, and just leave them and then walk around the park. And here's this setup with like them having a tea party okay, and you go to the sidewalk and nobody's around that owns them. And no and one's going to touch them. And nobody touches them because it's Japan and <sighs> and everybody's respectful and, and, and leaves them alone. And, yeah. And there they sit to the end of the day when they come back and collect them. So that's really we cool. do not advise trying that in no. an American <laughs> theme park. Um, in addition to uh, all the Duffy stuff, Lena Bell, Duffy's friend, is celebrating her first anniversary with the Mickey floral arrangement at the uh, entrance, transformed into a Lena Bell design. Um, and you'll be able to meet Lena Bell and Duffy and other friends uh, throughout the park uh, doing greetings. If you aren't familiar, of course, uh, these are kind of characters created exclusive for... Actually, they weren't created for Asia. Uh, they were created for Walt Disney World and went over very poorly in Walt Disney World, then became huge hits in Asia. Um, uh, and... Um, I know uh, my co-host uh, is going to be very sad that she missed yet another opportunity to talk about, uh, <laughs> especially Lena Bell. She, uh, Carly, Carly loves Lena Bell. So, uh, there, yeah, there will be all sorts of uh, Lena Bell food, merchandise, cute popcorn buckets, uh, lots of stuff to spend money on. Um, and even uh, Duffy and Friends themed souvenirs in hotel rooms uh, at the resort. Um, that's just September. Then October, uh, brings golden week, the first week of October, which is a huge public holiday involves a lot of travel and tourism, uh, in China. Um, and they're even doing a special projection show on the castle from the first through the third, uh, to celebrate that. And then we get into the, uh, Halloween season and the Disney villains, uh, from October 4th to November 4th. And, uh, that looks really fun. Yes, uh, China has apparently not yet learned that uh, Halloween starts in early August. Uh, they still amazingly just confine Halloween to the month of October. I don't know how, how they could do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, the villains will be out uh, in full force. Uh, they will appear on the castle balcony, uh, waving uh, like the dearly departed queen to their fans. Um, and then after dark, there's going to be a Halloween treat cavalcade. Uh, and the Tomorrowland Pepsi E stage is going to light up for a This Is Halloween dance party. Um, and, uh, of course, it wouldn't be Halloween without some ghost pirates over in Treasure Cove. Yep. And that's uh, unlike here, their Halloween activities are all included in your day ticket. You don't have to mm-hmm. buy a separate ticket yep. for these things. Yeah, the uh, the big extravaganza happens on the 28th through the 31st. Uh, they're going to have party zones with a Disney villains show. 
Dean, and they are going to have meet and greets with some rare characters, uh, including Lotso, the Evil Queen, and even Loki. Nice. Uh, so something that I think is cool, as you mentioned, these things are included in regular park admission uh, instead of being an add-on. And then they offer special ticket bundles to make things even cheaper. Like they have a Halloween afternoon ticket where you get into the park after 3 p.m. And then you get a coupon book for uh, food and drink. Nice. Um, so uh, that would be nice. Uh, I, I think that... Uh, Disney's domestic parks need to look into afternoon tickets or even just afternoon reservations because uh, uh, I, I never do rope drop anymore. I would I would love an option to just go in the park in the afternoon. Yeah. All right. So uh, there is some uh, footage of past Shanghai Disneyland uh, celebrations that you can find on our YouTube channel um, and you can find all about uh the activities going on at shanghaidisneyresort.com. Hopping from Disney back to Universal, uh, Universal Orlando's resort has welcomed the return of the Death Eaters and the Dark Arts at Hogwarts Castle show, which uh, returned as of September 16th. And that runs to the end of the month. Um, like you said, the uh, Death Eaters will be walking throughout the park, and then they'll have the projection show on the castle. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, much the same as they've had in past years. Um, it was interesting. Out at uh, California, the Death Eaters are only out in the, in the land during Halloween Horror Nights. Yes, they are. Yeah, they're restricting them to Halloween Horror Nights, whereas in Orlando, they don't touch the area for Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, you know, they, they don't even like have any, you know, there have been rumors over the years that they do something in, in London in Diagon Alley. Never, you know, uh, never added anything for Halloween. But yeah, that they they make Halloween Horror Nights uh, uh, exclusive for the Death Eaters in California is interesting. But at, at both parks, they are. Uh, running uh, the dark arts show. I don't believe that they are using the drones anymore in California. The first year it was introduced with, uh, I think, a drone effect that's gone. Yeah, um, yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, but there is a tiny little burst of pyro at the end uh, of the show here in Orlando. It's just a, mostly a projection show. If you want a tip for watching this, um, so the way it works is they kind of corral... Uh, everyone who wants to see the show uh, before the show in the area, sort of like the main area of, of Hogsmeade. And it's just around the corner, so you can't actually see the castle from the spot where they, they hold everyone. So the show basically, uh, first one has been running at 8 o'clock, and then 8.20, 8.40, and 9 p.m., right at park closing. <clears throat> so you need to sort of get in the corral area like 15 to 20 minutes before, they bring out the Death Eaters to entertain the people waiting for the show, and then they'll move you up um, when it's your turn to see the show. Or, here's the other way you can do it, there's a pathway that is kept for people who just want to ride Forbidden Journey. There's never a wait for Forbidden Journey at that time of night. <clears throat> All you got to do is uh, go like you're going to ride Forbidden Journey, then go out the gift shop of Forbidden Journey, and you can watch the show from the exit of Forbidden Journey without having to wait. Yeah, Don't tell say, them I told you that. Yeah. Well, if you ride, you've done nothing wrong. If you exactly. Ride, exactly. You exactly. Out, you just uh, slow walk it out the exit. Um, but um, 
uh, and don't think you're going to sneak up on the bridge because when it gets really no, busy, no, yeah, they that... stop you from coming across the bridge. Exactly. The bridge to Jurassic Park becomes one way only. So, uh, yeah, that will not help you. And it says they're also going to have some new Dark Arts-themed merchandise featuring the Dark Mark with mugs, hats, lanyards, tees, and even a Death Eater mask, which I know they've had a Death Eater mask yes, in the past. but they, they, have, they have had that before. I just want them to start selling Death Eater breath mints or Death Eater <laughs> mouse, mouthwash. Because like Death Eater, if you eat a lot, a lot of Death, you probably need some mints. Well, if it had that effect of like something coming out of their mouth or smoke or something, that'd be really cool. So we've got a video of this show uh, up on our YouTube channel. Uh, but of course, you know, projection shows, they never really have the impact on video. Uh, it's, it's something you got to see in person. Um, and the Death Eaters and... are fun. If you're if you're scared of the Death Eaters, you don't have to be there. They are a little creepy, but they just creep around. They don't jump out at you really yeah it's not so much a jump scare just like a stalking you know yeah. they just get like kind of intimidate you but right uh if you have if you have a wands you know stand firm they'll back off <laughs> yeah yeah they'll, they'll play with you that way yeah so you've got uh until uh october 31st to check this out at islands of adventure and also uh, throughout halloween horror nights over at uh hollywood and, and you don't need to go to Horror Nights to see it here. You just need a ticket to get into Islands of Adventure and you're all set. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. So we are moving uh, to uh, the middle of the country now, heading uh, to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, where the Anakista Mountaintop Theme Park is about to get even bigger with a $34 million expansion that's going to add a new double mountain coaster an enchanted night walk a european themed village and what i thought looked really cool a giant kid-sized birdhouse with <laughs> slides and things to play on uh this looks like a lot of fun for a theme park that we don't really talk about much yeah i'm, I'm uh I, I i can't remember if i went there or not i went to a couple of the mountain coasters and i can't remember if this was one of the one i visited but I definitely want to go back uh, when they have this. And it says in November is the uh, Astra Lumina Enchanted Night Walk. That sounds mm -hmm. really cool. You get to walk through the Smoky Mountain Forest with lighting and projections and audio that tells you a story as you go through that. That sounds really fun. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, they are partnering with that on Moment Factory, which is a multimedia studio that's done a lot of big stuff for Disney and Universal. Uh, mm, so nice. that that will be uh, very professional quality. I, I sort of see it as similar to the villains walk that they have in California Adventure for Halloween. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, kind of not necessarily scary, but just very themed and immersive and, and lots of neat trippy lighting effects. So that looks really cool. Um, and uh, in the spring of 2023, they're going to open uh, the first phase of this new European themed village. Uh, and the first attraction there is going to be Bird Venture. Uh, it, it really looks like a birdhouse that has been supersized. And it's got all these cool twisty slides um, and things to walk on. Uh, seven different 50-foot slides. That looks like fun. That does look <laughs> like fun. And then uh, completely opposite of a kid's attraction, they have a 
a new mountain coaster coming called Hellbender. Hellbender, yes. That's a very family-friendly name. Uh, yeah, so if, if you've never been on a mountain coaster, uh, I grew up uh, going to Action Park in New Jersey, the infamous. So you would you basically sit uh, in a little sled, and you've got a handbrake that maybe works. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully this will be a modern version work, that yeah. will work. Um, but you're, yeah, basically just gravity uh, taking you uh, there's going to be a single rail version, a double rail version, uh, going downhill around the, the coaster, going through rye, uh, tunnels around the mountain. Uh, that sounds like a really good thrill. Yeah. And then uh, also opening is some shops mm-hmm. and uh, Mimi's uh, Bakery, which mm-hmm. I'm sure is going to be very excellent. Um, so, yeah, there is. Uh, this is in the Great Smoky Mountains area of Tennessee. Um, and, and you're right. There's, uh, quite a number of attractions, you know, it's not, we don't talk about that area like we do Orlando. Um, but you could definitely make a, a destination out of, uh, a vacation, at some of these places. Um, yeah. so this all, uh, is due for completion in 2024. And, uh, if you don't know how to spell it, <laughs> just visit a N a K E E S T a.com. Um, all right. Well, I believe that that is going to just about wrap up our news in the queue. Uh, but before we get into our big news of the week, it is time for a word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! All right. This year, this week's main attraction, uh, we had way too much that happened at D23 Expo last week to talk about it all. So right now we are going to look at a few of the details that were revealed about the Disney 100 Years of Wonder celebration. Uh, and that is including new experiences, events, entertainment, products, and nighttime spectaculars, all celebrating the 100-year history of the Walt Disney Company. Uh, and according to Bob Chapek, uh, this is all going to be centered around Disneyland itself. Yeah, that's um, some of the things they're having. I'm like, wow, it uh, would have been cool if we had something like that for the 50th of Walt Disney World. Um, oh, yeah. Sounds like uh, they're going to do it right this time, but we got to go to Disneyland to see most of it. You know we're, what? Getting, we're getting some here. You, there... I, I, I can't. I, I I am just as disappointed as you that Disney Plus Day was was a bigger blowout than the actual 50th anniversary. But you know that was they they're planning that at the peak of the pandemic, right? Uh, and I'm I'm sure they you know didn't want to go all out for something that they weren't going to get a return on. Uh, but it, you are right; it definitely looks like they are uh, pulling out all the stops. Uh, coming back this year uh starting in january of 2023 um i'm really looking forward to seeing what this new world of color one is all about yeah that sounds interesting i um uh, I, I didn't get to see world of color when i was out there just recently mm-hmm. but um 
Uh, I'd love to check this one out when it opens. Yeah, uh, in case uh, in case you've never seen it, World of Color is the nighttime fountain show that takes place at Disney California Adventure. Um, it's had been gone for over a year, I think, because of some major uh, technical problems with the the, uh, the underwater fountain system. Uh, but it it came back, um, and now it is being swapped out. Uh, we are not sure whether this is uh, maybe a temporary show just for the year or whether this is going to be a permanent replacement. Uh, we don't really know a lot about it, but it will include stories and images from Disney classics and new favorites, uh, just like every nighttime show they do. Yeah. Um, and the other new thing we're getting is Wondrous Journeys uh, at Disneyland Park. Um, and this is... Uh, you know, they did uh, Disneyland Forever for the 60th anniversary. They brought that, that back a couple times. They also have the Mickey Mix Magic Show, which is basically a projection show with a little bit of fireworks that sometimes doesn't even run. Uh, but this looks like it's going to be a full-on uh, fireworks show. And yeah. that is that excites me because they, they need yeah. a good new one. Yeah, the Wondrous Journeys is interesting. It says it's going to include all 60 of their of their movies or something. Yeah, like yeah, they're going to find a way of incorporating all 60 films. Into... All 60 animated uh, yep. studios films. That's, that's, that'll be fun. Um, I'm sure some of those will be fly by in a second. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'll be blanking. You miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I, I'm also really excited. I never got to see the Magic Happens, parade, mm. which basically debuted, and then a week later, the world shut down. Uh, so they are finally bringing the Magic Happens back parade in spring of 2023. Yeah. So uh, I'm very happy that Disneyland at least has uh, a parade, uh, a night, uh, a, a, a daytime parade again, and uh, over in Orlando. Uh, we're getting a new nighttime spectacular. Well, we're we're getting an old one too. Well, <laughs> so it's 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 confusing to me. Uh, the the exact phrasing when they announced it was not that they're bringing back the happily ever after fireworks themselves, but they're bringing back an updated, revised fireworks show that's going to include the happily ever after song. Hmm. Um, so I really think happily ever after is the best fireworks show that disney's ever done um i think the current one that they brought in for the uh for the anniversary is not great uh, right. and i'm even i'm gonna be blasphemous and say that i was kind of bored of wishes by the time it went and i was yeah. happy to see wishes go away yeah. i know that's 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 blasphemy but um you know hap i think everyone loved happily ever after and uh, it, it sounded like at the expo, everyone went wild when they mentioned that the song is coming back. And I think they were cheering too loud to hear that it's not necessarily the exact same show. So we have to hold our breath and see what the exact what exactly the show is that we get. Yeah, my, my thoughts is it'll be probably the same show with some plus plus added to it, some, hope, some scenes hope, added to it. I don't know. I'm that's just my guess. It. But I'm, hope, I'm hopeful that's it. The surprise, as you as you mentioned, though, is that we are getting a brand new show in World Showcase Lagoon at Epcot. And I don't know if anyone really knew that Harmonious was going to be this short lived. Seems like an awful lot of money spent on barges. And I'm and, told that the barges are not part of the new show. Are they? Are they not? I, I don't I, think they I, know for sure. I, I, I'm the. That's the rumor. I have not not heard anything officially, but the rumors I'm hearing are that it, at least that 
big ugly barge in the center that blocks the view and stops and basically means that you can only watch the show from one side or the other if you want to see that center ring i think that at least is not going to be part mm -hmm. of it so yeah i wouldn't be bring surprised. back the inferno barge darn it from, <laughs> yeah. from i wouldn't be surprised if the barges all go but i think uh, it speaks to you know they can say that those shows the magic kingdom and the epcot one were only for the 50th and that's why they're going away but the reality is if they've been big successes they would still be here exactly um, yes exactly they, they weren't i, 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 I think, think people liked harmonious a little better than uh, the one in Magic Kingdom, but uh... yes, I, I would, I would, yes, I would give Harmonious a C plus <laughs> as opposed to a C minus for uh, the other one. I think Brian nails it on the head. Yes, the portals, the the, the barges at Epcot look exactly like these time portals from Stargate. Stargate, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's time for those to go. Absolutely. Um, but uh, in other. In other news, uh, other parks around the world are going to get some pluses for the anniversary, uh, including a new statue of Walt and Mickey sitting on a bench together in Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, it looks really cute. Oh, my only problem with that is, is that encouraging kids to stand on the benches? <laughs> no. That, yes, exactly. It's, it's encouraging bad habits. Um, outside of the parks, uh, there's going to be plenty of movie releases. Uh, some of them stirred up a bit of controversy on social media. Sigh. Um, uh, Walt Disney Animation mm. Studios Chief Creative Officer Jennifer Lee gave us some details about Wish, which is an original animated musical uh, with all new songs uh, by Julia michelle's um and then we got a tiny little preview of the little mermaid uh which stars hal bailey as ariel um and uh in addition to the haunted mansion which is coming out what uh what did you think did you watch any of these presentations live yeah, I was at the okay, you were in the, So you were uh, in the room where it happens. Yeah, and the, the Little Mermaid, we got to see the whole sequence. Uh, people okay. in attendance got to see the whole sequence. Uh, I think it was part of part of my world. Um, but So uh, I, I, was... I got to ask. I got to ask about that then because I'm not sure whether it's just uh, like maybe they didn't have the high dynamic range settings correct when they published this trailer to YouTube. Does the entire sequence look that dark and murky and gray and washed out and colorless? Hmm. No, I didn't notice. I didn't notice it looking bad okay. at all. So, um... Yeah, because the 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 trailer that's posted to YouTube, you know, you only get a very quick view of her, uh, but it it looks like they shot it through a, a really dark filter. Um, Nothing pops. Yeah. You know, I was watching, um, noticing that uh, a lot of the scenes were shot in the same way that the animated was was directed with, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, the camera up. angles. The yeah. Camera like the angles camera angles. The yeah. Same. And uh, and then I was also looking at her hair, seeing how mm -hmm. how do the, you know, it, 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 at first glance, it looks a little weird to see somebody speaking underwater and you're hearing right. their voice clearly. And, and sure. I, you didn't. That didn't, you know, with the animated version, you didn't even think about it. But when you see an actual human speaking underwater, you're like, wait a minute. And then her hair right. is how it floated around her as she uh, as she sang was interesting. Mm -hmm. But I think those are things that, you know, you look at the first time you see it for a few seconds and then you forget about it. 
so I think it'll be a good uh, good film. And then you know, uh, go ahead. Oh, I, you know, I'm just you mentioned that it's it's basically you know ang- angle for angle, shot for shot in some places. And I'm wondering if we're reaching the place with deep fakes. And uh, I don't know if you've played any where any with uh, Dolly two or any of these uh, mm, artificially intelligent things they have things now that you know you can just put in a sketch and make it draw a very crude cartoon and then it will generate a photorealistic photo based right. on that why can't we instead of spending all the money to remake these movies why can't we simply <laughs> feed the original cartoon into one of these artificially intelligent things and have it I, just deep fake her face right onto I, it I, I think, think it would be cheaper and quicker. <laughs> I think it's the dead eyes. We still haven't it's figured dead out. Eyes, exactly. Human, we haven't figured out the eye. eye. You're Once absolutely we figure right. that out, then then we're we're good. But um, uh, and then the the wish back to the wish movie. Mm-hmm. I guess um, uh, that is based on the fact that every other every other Disney animated film has you wishing upon a star or mm-hmm. something to do with a star. So this is kind of takes place before all of those films. And so this and... is the prequel to the entire Disney metaverse. <laughs> yeah, this is the origin <laughs> of uh, the art Disney story. Star. For <laughs> oh, oh gosh. This is this is exactly what we need. Now we need an origin story for the blue fairy, an origin story for the fairy godmother, and then um, and back to the haunted mansion, which yes. is the other film. And I I don't know that these are really Disney 100 celebration movies, or they just happen to be coming out during this year. But mm-hmm. they're, they're I am right. glad that they named it Disney Haunted Mansion, not the Haunted Mansion, uh, Why? because tech, the attraction is is haunted mansion it's both the haunted man in in disneyland it is (laughs) it is officially disney's haunted mansion okay and they disney will never use capital v they they i mean disney does use capital v sometimes and i think the the mansion here is the haunted mansion um i've looked into it and found it both ways by disney so I guess right. either one is correct. We're, we're, we're going to have to have a nerd out <laughs> offline about that one. But um, the Haunted Mansion movie, uh, the bad news I have for it is I uh, have a couple of friends who got to see an early screening I and said it was not good. Um, it was a very, so, it was a very early cut. Right. Very early, yeah. It was, they can it was fix it. Very early cut, but I was Which told. Sad, I was told. I was told it is better than the Eddie Murphy movie, mm, but that's, that's a low bar. That's yeah, a low bar. exactly. <laughs> um, and people are hoping for a scarier Haunted Mansion. It still looks like it's a comedy. Um, I don't. I mean, the Haunted Mansion is a mix of comedy and scary, so that, I, that fits. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I never as a kid, I always found it a little creepy and silly, but never. I I always thought that the idea of the haunted mansion was scarier than the, the ride itself, you know. Mm, yeah. Um, especially like the uh, the storybook and the record and stuff. Like listening to it, and imagining the haunted mansion, was right? Definitely scarier than the actual ride. Yeah, you walk up to it as a kid yeah. and you hear the you know those creepy sounds and you look up and it is it does look scarier than it actually is. We actually have, for some reason, another remake of Peter Pan. Um, I feel like we've had five live-action Peter Pan movies since Hook came out, and none of them were better than Hook. Um, but we're getting another one, and that was going to go straight to Disney+. Plus. 
And one of the things that they um, announced uh, that we I don't think we knew before is that Hook and Peter Pan used to be friends in this version. Oi, oi, oi. And uh, oi. now they're not friends. They're, they're old buddies. Yes, just like Cruella and the Dalmatians <laughs> were best friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, moving on, Disney 100, the exhibition, is going to open at the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia, which is my favorite children's museum in the country. Uh, and that is going to open on February 18th of next year before embarking on a North American tour uh, that's going to include Chicago and Kansas City. Uh, and an international version is going to kick off in April in Germany. And I would love to see one of those because it sounds like they had some great stuff from the archives on display at uh, the expo. Yeah, um, we did a, a little video showing some of the Tron mm -hmm. archives uh, pieces from the movie and, and also some old Haunted Mansion uh, pieces that were, are no longer in the mansion. It uh, mm. was pretty cool, but um, this is, has everything from... You know the the rides to in, in the movies and everything. Uh, and then I think next we move into uh, consumer products and merchandising, starting with possibly the most inappropriately marketed <laughs> mouse ears. I I don't even know how to describe this. It's your standard Mickey and Minnie mouse ears, but as if someone had poured some silver paint. paint. Dripping yep. off of it, and I saw a tagline that I really hope this was a fan-made Photoshop and was not the genuine Disney I, advertisement. I, I believe it was the real. I, I believe it that was said that Minnie was dripping with excitement over the uh, yeah this new merchandise, and I think we should just leave it there. I don't think we need to comment. Yeah, I think that, it just the joke writes itself, and we don't really need to say that. That, that that's been deleted from wherever that was. Written. Uh yes, someone 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 probably got us talking there, to there's, there's, <laughs> over there's, that there's, one. you can still buy the ears it's just the the way they describe them has been changed right. so they, the but, ears are still so available. this is part of the disney 100 platinum collection um and there are going to be products capturing this classically disney look um uh, paving the way into the new century uh, there are going to be collectibles on Shop Disney sent around the 1920s in Steamboat Willie, which uh, that's pretty cool. And then they're going to have uh, stuff from different decades going through the 30s and the 40s and so on. Um, and there's a whole bunch of books coming out from Disney Publishing um, covering the whole history of the company. And I think that platinum theme is going to be seen in the parks with some mm -hmm. decorations in the castle and sort of things like that, too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we've gone through in recent years uh, the rose gold phase, remember that? And then we had the iridescent. iridescent yeah. uh, and so now they've decided platinum is uh, platinum is the new black. Uh, <laughs> so um, be, be grateful it's not orange. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're also going to be able to find a new website launching on January 1st at Disney100.com. Um, a documentary is going to be uh, on ABC News um, and uh, Disney Music Group uh, is going to celebrate. Um, it's pretty much every aspect of this giant conglomeration is going to get in on it. Uh, and you can go to Disney.com slash Disney 100 uh, and follow along with all the fun. Yep. Well, that just about brings us to the end 
of another episode. Before we go, we want to thank, as always, our sponsor, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Uh, once again, I'd like to remind everyone to please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating on Spotify. If you want to find more coverage from all of us and Attractions Magazine on the interwebs, you can find me personally at the UG series on Twitter, at the Unofficial Guides on Instagram, and at the UnofficialGuides.com, where you can pick up copies of my new books. Uh, Matt, where can they find you personally if they want to follow you along? Uh, you can find me at Matt Boom at it uh, on t uh, Twitter, and then Attractions Matt on Instagram and TikTok, where you can see lots of little funny videos of my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, please subscribe. And uh, of course, you can find the whole Attractions Magazine team and all of our news stories at attractionsmagazine.com, on Twitter at Attractions, at Attractions Magazine on Instagram, for the kids at Attractions on TikTok, and on youtube.com slash Attractions Magazine, uh, where you can find all the videos that we talked about today. And until next week, where hopefully uh, Matt will morph back into the lovely Carly, uh, we hope that you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.